You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to set our intentions for 2023. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I have a cat toy recommendation, since I'm the expert and have a million cats. (laughs) (laughs) But this is something that my sister sent for Christmas, and it's this toy that has a suction cup, so you can put it on like a glass door window. We have it on our shoe shelf, which is metal, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of low, but then it has a kind of stiff wire that's like pretty bouncy and you can switch Mm -hmm. out the toy part at the end so they can basically uh play on their own, which is really different than having like a one toy that you have to swing around or a little something that they have to like bat around themselves. If you just barely touch it, it moves. So Mm -hmm. all six of the cats have been really into this and we will link to it in our show notes because it's really awesome. Approved by all the cats. What's new with you, Sarah? Neil and I recently had a calendar planning meeting, which was more fun for me than I think for him. And also, (laughs) I think he sort of forgot that that was the plan for what we were going to do in this time. And I was like, oh, great. Do you have your work computer to put in all of these things into the calendar? He's like, hmm, that would have been a good idea. (laughs) I was like, sure would have. Person who has to be looking at a calendar in order to make decisions about dates. But... It was a great first step towards making this an (laughs) integral part of our family planning life. And I do think we got a lot of things mapped out for 2023 Mm -hmm. and started to prioritize in terms of trips, what we really want to make happen this year versus waiting for future years. Good. So I'd give us a B minus on how it went, (laughs) but I still am glad we did it and hope to do more in the future. (laughs) Sounds great. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? I just finished The Bookwoman's Daughter by Kim Michelle Richardson. This is a sequel to The Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek, which I talked about Mm -hmm. on the pod when I read Mm -hmm. several years ago. And it's obviously about her daughter, Mm -hmm. who also ends up working as an outreach librarian in the hills of Kentucky. So this is sort Mm -hmm. of Appalachian historical fiction. Mm -hmm. And so... She works bringing books to people who might not otherwise have access. And it's a really interesting historical setting and characters, and they're really good female friendships. But I will caution that there is a lot of violence against women in this book. And I think the first book was also like this, but it hit me really hard this time. So it's a good book with good characters, very well written, but... It was a little rough for me to read it because of Mm. that violence piece. So I would recommend it, but with that caution in mind. Yeah. Do you think that you have to have read the first one in order to enjoy this one or do they stand alone? I think that there is enough backstory and it's enough her story instead of Mm -hmm. her mom's that it's fine. Okay. What have you been reading, Sarah? I found a new author that I'm really enjoying. I read Just Haven't Met You Yet by Sophie Cousins. This is a rom-com set in the Channel Islands. I picked it because I think Barry McFarlane either had a blurb or had recommended it Mm -hmm, somewhere. mm -hmm. Somehow there was a connection. I was like, okay, I should give this a try. Uh It did have great characters, good dialogue, delightful setting, truly enjoyable, great audio. I would recommend it. And since I finished this one, I've read another one of hers and planning to read a third. 
I love it. I just got the audiobook from the Birmingham Library this morning, and I am doing chores in the yard this afternoon, and I am mm-hmm. going to just crank right through it. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what you think. On our last episode, we reflected back on 2022, and now we are ready to look ahead to the new year. When you start to look at 2023, what are the big things happening that you already know about? 2023, I hope to be getting a job. <laughs> And working Mm -hmm. as a nurse. (laughs) Yep. And then the other big thing for our family is that Pepper is going to go to pre-K at Plum School starting in August. And I am thrilled about that one drop-off, one Mm pick-up life. (laughs) Living the good life. And this will be both kids in the same school for the first time ever. I don't think I can even imagine how good it's going to (laughs) be. But I'm hoping it's going to be really awesome. You're going to love it. I also thought I would apply for midwifery school to start in August, Mm -hmm. but after a good amount of reflection, I'm not, and I feel awesome about not doing that. It's great to feel great about decisions. (laughs) Yep. What are the big things coming up for y'all in 2023, Sarah? The biggest thing is me adjusting to my new job and new schedule. And then most other things are continuing the same rhythms that we set up. The kids will be in the same school. Neil's going to continue with his job. I'll still be taking some classes both semesters. We do have a few trips planned. Mm -hmm. Hopefully a trip to Germany with my brother in February. I'm still waiting to finalize the details, but my fingers are crossed that it works out. And then as a family... Hoping to go to the beach in South Carolina, to Colorado to visit family and friends, and then a good amount of camping. When I looked back at last year, we only did the camping trip for HP's birthday. Oh, yeah. When normally we do a lot more, and I want to get back to having regular weekend trips, which will be so much easier now that I'm not working on the weekend. Ooh, I love that. For the last several years, we've both chosen a word to help guide our intentions throughout the year. What word did you choose for 2023? I chose ease because I am ready for routines and for things to not feel like so much and so hard. Mm -hmm. I want open time to focus on myself and my family and meet our needs. I want to find time that's easy to connect with Andrew and with the kids and with our Mm -hmm. friends near and far. This transition from school to work and the unknowns around it have felt really hard on top of a hard year of things changing all the time and doing things full time. And I want less. Yes. Be easy on us, 2023. Please. What's your word for 2023? I chose deepen. When I was thinking about what I want, I like the life we've built and I feel like we're headed in a good direction. I don't need big changes. I just want to lean into what is working and cultivate more of that. I wanted to choose a word that felt like it was honoring what was going well in our lives instead of focusing on a negative and trying to get away from it. So here is to focusing on deepening the good in our relationships and routines And I hope that is a way to also practice gratitude Mm. throughout the year. I hope so, too. What are the biggest challenges of bringing your intention to fruition? The biggest challenges right now feel like the unknowns, not knowing how things are going to work out, not knowing 
when I'll get a job or when that job will start, what mm-hmm. sort of schedule there will be, how the scheduling will actually look, how drained I'll feel, just all the things, just not knowing. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff is just my stuff. So then you add all the other big changes that are happening with Andrew's work, with our families, with the children. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And that continued adjustment isn't always easy to cultivate or to refine that ease. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think are your biggest challenges to your intention, Sarah? I think time. Part of the reason I didn't feel like I could deepen certain aspects of our lives last year is that things felt more full than in the past with me being in school mm-hmm. and that there just was less time to connect with friends, less time to take camping trips, less time to take trips because I didn't have a lot of leave. It was good, but it didn't feel like there was a lot of room for more. And I'm hoping this shift in my work and having one less day a week that I'm working and freeing up the weekends will make it possible to live out this intention in a way that I feel like we were doing the best we could last year. And I'm proud of how we handled everything last year, but I would like a little bit more this year. Mm -hmm. Let's go through specific categories and share any goals that we have. What about self-care? I want to read a ton of books again this year. I need to find a dentist. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Sort of one mm -hmm. of the more practical self-care things. Yes. (laughs) And then I'm also considering being evaluated for ADHD. Something I came into over this year in school and also learning a lot about how ADHD looks in women on TikTok. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. I am intrigued to see what that might mean about my life. Yeah. What are your self-care goals for this coming year? I hope to turn toward reading rather than my phone and otherwise keep doing what I'm doing, maintaining those pillars of exercise sleep, and reading. Nice. What goals do you have for your relationships, both friendship and marriage? I want to deepen the friendships that I've made, both through Plum School and my school and our community here. I want to take more trips, camping trips, beach trips with family friends. And I want to reconnect with Andrew after this tough year. We sort of started this at the end of 2022, and I want to keep that going. I would love to take another trip with Neil without the kids. Mm. We did that in the fall of 2021, and I hope we could do that again this fall. It was such a good reminder of how much we like each other. Yeah. Like spending time with each other and being able to have uninterrupted conversations and just get away from the everyday grind felt so life-giving. Nice. For friendships, I want to maintain the close friendships that I have, but also work to expand the circle to include more people. I'd especially like to prioritize making plans with other families where the kids can socialize and the adults can Mm, socialize. Yes. And or doing more socializing as a couple. My goal is to get one social gathering on the calendar for each month. Could be as simple as just inviting neighbors over to play cards on a weekend afternoon or letting people know we're having a fire one night and that they're welcome to come over and join us. 
Neil and I are such introverts. And I think when our plates get full, we both turn inward Mm -hmm. and want more time alone. But I think we'd be happier if we had a better balance and had more social plans on the calendar. Yep. I am also hoping that we're going to go back to church regularly. Mm. We stopped during the pandemic. Our church wasn't open for a long time, more than a year. And then when things reopened, I was working every Sunday. So Neil went back some with the kids, but we never got back into a solid routine. And I really miss having that as a part of my life, as a way to connect with the community and a way to deepen my spiritual life. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that in January. Any goals for your physical health? I'm currently pursuing a job that will allow me to bike commute. Yay. So fingers crossed that works out. They're crossed. Yep. And I would love to do yoga more. Mm. I think it's a really good way to protect my body from the physical work of being a nurse. You know, I'm trying to be so mindful of all the body mechanics, Mm -hmm. but I think that cultivation of that body awareness that I get through yoga would be a really nice complement to that. Yeah. I hope to keep going with exercise and running. My specific goals would be to run at least one more 10K and maybe a half marathon. Just saying. It could happen. So fun. I'd also like to keep up with my many follow-up doctor's appointments, which is not my favorite, Mm -hmm. but I am hoping it will be an uneventful year health-wise and that I'll just get everything done that needs to be done. And I am also hoping, I know that I have very little control over this, as with most things health-related, but... I am hoping that the winter is gentle with us when it comes to the many, many viruses that are circulating. Or if it's not gentle, may we handle the disruptions to school and work with grace because it's hard. It's so hard. What are your goals for parenting this year? As I've already said, I'm looking forward to having a more established routine with the kids and encouraging them toward more independence. I see glimmers of it in both of them. We are getting there. You know, there's a lot of, they know what needs to happen. They just are still needing that tiny bit of encouragement to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's still true in our house, too. <laughs> I'm also hoping for all of us to have more downtime this year, which should release some of the pressure of mm-hmm. getting things done and all those transitions mm-hmm. and schedules. Personally, I'd love to work on my reactivity. I would love to do less yelling and more boundary setting before I get annoyed to the point of yelling. Mm -hmm. For parenting, I would like to prioritize reading aloud again. It's one of my favorite ways to connect with my kids and for various reasons didn't happen as much this year as in past years. And I think that when we read aloud, having that connection before all of the bedtime, now it's time to do this and this and Mm -hmm. this. It felt much better to have spent the time together first instead of us all doing our own things. And then when we're interacting, we're just telling. Yeah, just making them do stuff. Them to do these things that they don't want to do. So hoping that it comes back into our lives for lots of reasons. And I think in the winter, the evenings will be great where we can all be cozy together at home. There's less outdoor playing happening and just bringing it back. Neil and I have also discussed some specific competencies we'd like the kids to achieve by the end of the year. Mm. I've been thinking a lot about how much they need to learn before going out on their own in terms of basic household admin type 
things Mm -hmm. and that I don't want them to leave our house without knowing how to cook some basic things, without knowing how to do these essential chores. So some things we've discussed, we haven't narrowed it down completely. And I think we'll have a family meeting where there's some options Mm -hmm. that the kids can choose from. But current ideas include completing laundry from start to finish, gathering, loading, washing, hanging to dry, putting it back in the basket, etc., and cleaning the kitchen from start to finish. Mm -hmm. They currently take turns being the kitchen helper in the evenings, but we'd like to work toward them learning more and more of the pieces of that so that they can take more responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like to continue our regular family dinners, family meetings, and add in a family game night. That's probably a stretch goal, the family game night, but I'm putting it out there. Love it. What are your professional goals? I want to become the best labor and delivery nurse and home birth midwifery assistant that I can be. Mm-hmm. I want to do that by learning practical things on the job mm-hmm. and also continuing my education through things like online mentorship and classes. There are really good Instagram accounts for labor and delivery nurses that I follow and podcasts mm-hmm. that I've gotten into. So I hope that by the end of the year, I feel more confident in that role. I hope that too. I am hoping to learn more about cataloging, which will be my new position, and invest time in learning French and German, which will also be part of my work and then is also just a part of my intellectual life that I love but haven't used in a long time. Mm -hmm. And then just continue taking those classes, getting closer and closer to finishing my degree. I hope that this job change will give me more bandwidth in the evenings now that my job is less social. I will miss a lot of the social aspects, but as an introvert, I found the public-facing work rewarding and draining. Mm -hmm. And with the switch to the technical services, I hope that I have more energy to give my family and friends once I'm home instead of feeling like I need to retreat and recharge. Mm. I hope so, too. Thank you. Do you have any creative goals for the year? My creative goals and my home goals kind of overlap, so I'll talk about the home stuff in a minute. But Mm -hmm. creative goals include playing my harmonium and chanting more Mm -hmm. and continuing to make the pod. Yeah. Mine are similar. Continuing the podcast and I hope to both play and listen to more music. I don't know if listening to music counts as my creative life, but I'm putting it in that category. I think it does because I think there's creativity that goes into connecting with what you want to listen to. And I feel like it inspires me to want to bring more music in. So if I'm listening to more music, that I'm going to want to play more music. Mm. So I feel like it's like a precursor. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. And finally, what are your goals for your home and physical environment? I hope this year is the year of my home. I have painting I want to do on the walls. I have ideas about winter sewing for the spring and summer garden this year. Mm -hmm. I'm toying with the idea of a big project in our living room that would change the layout and sort of the center of the room. And I'm going to get the art I've been collecting up on the walls. Nice. This year, we are planning to finish our renovation. We met with our contractor just a couple days ago. And feel like we have a lot of great next steps moving forward. Earlier this fall, we 
worked with an architect to come up with some plans, which was really helpful. As listeners know, visualizing a space is not a strength of mine. And having them be able to point out things that hadn't occurred to me was so useful. Mm. And this should all be done by the middle of the year. We're going to do some prep work in the winter and then actually get the project done in the spring and early summer. And then I'm looking forward to just being in the space that is how we want it for years to come. The kids will have their own rooms at that point and just getting everything set up with adequate storage, stuff not piled in various rooms and places. Oh, it's going to feel so great. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also like to paint our living room a darker color. I thought I wanted it lighter. And so I painted everything. I think it was maybe 2019 or 2020. It wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. that I painted all of it a very light blue color. But now that I've had it a couple years, it seems really dirty. And I think I'd like a more saturated color Mm -hmm. that will feel more vibrant and cozier. So hoping to make that change, probably not till after we finish all of the work with the back room and then maybe turning towards it at the end of the summer or early fall. And then I'd love to get a couple of art pieces. I'd love one large one for our living room above the couch and possibly some smaller or maybe a larger piece for the new living area once it's complete. Sounds awesome. That wraps up our conversation about our intentions and goals for 2023. Listeners, we would love to hear how you're thinking about the new year and any goals or intentions that you have. Let's end as we always do by sharing something we've been eating lately. I am in love with a chipotle chocolate pot de creme that's at this restaurant in Birmingham called El Barrio. It's kind of like a Mexican, fancier Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. I also love all the food at the restaurant, but I really go there because I want to get this pudding at the end. <laughs> uh huh. And it's such dark chocolate. It has whipped cream on the top. It has like a crunchy cinnamony kind of thing. And it's just perfect. It's so good. Mm. Sounds like it. I had it yesterday and I want it again. (laughs) (laughs) More is more. Exactly. What have you been eating, Sarah? I am eating so many ramen noodles. So a while ago, there was the TikTok ramen where people would melt butter and then you put garlic and ginger and some other stuff. Anyway, it was a whole thing where you fancied up ramen Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. So I tried it with the butter and I hated it. I didn't like the butter with the ramen. So I do it with olive oil, then the garlic and ginger, Mm. add some soy sauce and a little bit of brown sugar or honey. And then once that's cooked, I do two eggs and fry those. I cook the noodles separately and then dump them in on top and I get the soy sauce ramen and then add some of that to make it extra salty. Mm -hmm. It's very good with the... Everything but the bagel seasoning. I ran out of it because I ate this so many times. <laughs> I replaced it. But I have been eating this so much, like four times a week. <laughs> Get a girl. And it is just so satisfying, so affordable. I love it. We'll be continuing to eat this all of the time. Great. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player. You can also leave us a comment on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. What's new with you, you, Sarah? Could you try again? Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Sorry, I felt like I was going to (laughs) burp. It's okay. I'm going to move because my leg's falling asleep again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying that later. Rewind.